Welcome to the Life Church of Kansas City podcast. Please consider following, sharing, and supporting by giving at tlckcmo.com. May you be blessed by the word of God. Hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Lord. It's going to be all right. You're in a war right now. You're going to win. It's going to be all right because God, amen, is victorious. Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. Today's message is Alive with Christ. Alive with Christ. Reading to you from the book of Ephesians, chapter number 2, verses 1 through 7. And you he made alive, who were dead in trespasses and sins, in which you once walked, According to the course of this world, according to the prince and the power of the air, the spirit who now works in the sons of disobedience, among whom also we all once conducted ourselves in the lusts of the flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature children of wrath just as others. But God who is rich in mercy because of his great love, which he loved us. Even when we were dead in trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. And by grace you have been saved and raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, that in the ages to come, He might show the exceeding riches of his grace and his kindness towards us in Christ Jesus. Can you say amen to the word? The altar's open right now. I think that scripture was just powerful enough. My God. Hallelujah. Amen. That's right. This message today is for anybody that has come to the life church and you feel dead inside. God wants to make you alive again. He wants to make you alive again today. Since 2020, you know, this was supposed, that was supposed to be the year, this is supposed to be the decade of 2020 vision, I feel like it has been a time, a season of people being lost. Not only lost from a salvation point of view, but just lost in life. Not able to find direction, not able to find purpose, not even able to find a reason for existence Because of the terror and the things that we are seeing, which Jesus said would happen, it has caused three major emotions to arise in the minds and hearts and lives of many, and you've heard it. That is fear, depression, and anxiety. Things that no human being should have to have. Feelings that we should not have to have on an extended time purpose. Not too long ago, a man called me, an old friend of mine, and he said, I have not been able to get out of bed for about three weeks. He said, my doctors are calling it bedridden depression. And I said, you know, right now it feels like you're underwater, but do you see any water in your room? He said, no. I said, right now it feels like you are buried alive. Is there any dirt in your room? He said, no. I said, you know what's going on? That is hysteria from the devil. And I've come to tell you that Satan was destroyed a lot of his works during the time of Noah 
and you were baptized in Jesus' name and the works of your sinful flesh were buried under the water and the devil is trying to make you feel how he really feels. And I've come to tell you, those feelings don't belong to you, but the feelings of Christ belong to you. Arise up, get out of that bed. Praise God. Hallelujah. Start talking to God about your fear. Start talking to God about your depression. Start calling out to him for your anxiety. And God will give you the confidence and the power for you not to only talk to him about it, but start talking to the fear, the depression, and the anxiety about your God. Start taking the faith God gave you and stomp on that fear. Start taking, amen, the joy that God gave you and put that depression down under your feet. Start talking about the confidence and the future and the plan, amen, and the destiny that God has on your life. And you can crush the fear of the future that anxiety brings and you can walk in the confidence of the living God. Hallelujah. I've come to tell you it's getting real today here at the Life Church. I know we're praising the Lord. I know we're singing and we like it. But I've come to help you today to feel alive like never before. Praise the Lord. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Amen. There is fear, depression, and anxiety and all kinds of negative emotions. And I'm the type of guy, I like to say more in less words, if I can. Do better in less time. And if I had to sum it all up, some of the things that have been going on for a little over three years now, I could sum it up like this. The negative emotion that people are battling in this city, in our states, throughout the entire world, and here today in this sanctuary, it is the feeling of being dead inside. That's how it is. The number one negative emotion. And it doesn't just come from feeling tired, but it really is coming from the feeling of not feeling alive internally, having no purpose, having difficulty even expressing how you feel your emotions. Difficult to talk, feel alone, feel confused. And as it were, you feel like you are buried. It is as if you feel like you have no reason for existence. What is the purpose of this? You know, you could go to a professional and have them psychoanalyze you, and that could really help. But I have read my Bible, and I have found the purpose why most people feel dead inside. It is one word, and it is sin. Sin. You feel dead inside? Could be a lot of reasons, but the root of it all is sin. Sin that you witnessed as a child. Sins done unto you in your life. Sins that you have done unto others. Sins you did to yourself. And yes, sins that you have committed against God. Because sin, the wages of it is death. And because of sin, what entered into the world death. And because of sin, you may not be dead, but as it were, you feel dead. And it's all Satan's fault, really. You know, he was the first to sin. Up there in the heavens, I believe he was the first angel to ever be created. And God used him as a first fruits of worship unto him. 
But Satan looked at his beautiful jeweled body and his beautiful wings and his beautiful voice and even the instruments that God installed in his own angelic body. He said, I want to go up higher and I want to be greater. I want to go farther and become greater than God himself. God said, "Uh uh-uh, nobody's above me. You are cast down. And God is still doing that to this day to any demon or devil that would try to arise up in your life. He's cast out and cast down, and there's no reason to have that in your life. You know, we think a lot of times spiritual warfare happening in the church, right? And it does. And sometimes it happens in your prayer meetings, right? But I was talking to somebody today. They're in spiritual warfare at work. It's not just policies or procedures or this or that or company this or that or whatever. There is a spiritual battle going on there at work. Because let me tell you what happened. The devil knows he can't do anything in heaven, so he's trying to wreak chaos here in the earth. He tries to do it here on Sunday mornings. He wants to do it on Wednesday nights. He wants to do it at Celebrate Recovery. Whatever else is going on around here, he'll try to do it in your car. He'll try to do it in your garage. He'll try to do it on your back porch. He'll try to do it wherever you work at. He'll try to do it amongst your family. He'll try to do it between your ears and your own mind. Anything that he can do to go up higher than where he is now. That's what he wants to do, go up higher. You know why? He knows his destiny is to go down into hell. And just for a moment, a little pleasure for him, he wants to go up higher in your life. And what he is doing to people in this world, in the church and wherever, whoever lets him gets a foothold. It is the feeling that he holds day after day, and that is the feeling of hopelessness because he has no hope, and he wants to corrupt it. What do they say? That misery loves good company, right? And that is what the devil tries to do in your life. So anytime you feel miserable, tell that devil, no, that's your misery, not mine. Anytime you feel hopeless, no devil, that is your hopelessness, not mine. Don't accept the feelings that Satan needs to just bear on his own. That is his reproach. He made a decision long ago, but Jesus Christ got up and made a decision for all that would follow them, that he would take the price upon himself and die in your place and go to hell for you so you wouldn't have to. And now he's up in heaven so that all that follow him can join him in heaven one day. Praise the Lord. That's the life I'm talking to you about today. Yeah, he fell, and man kind of fell with him. You know, our first sin was not something we watched that we shouldn't have watched or not been with somebody we shouldn't have been with or done this or that or the other. You know what our first sin was? We ate something we shouldn't have. How about that? Mm. Right? That's why fasting is so powerful. Because our original sin was we ate something we shouldn't have. And when we fast, we're saying no to mankind's original sin. And if you can start putting, pushing back plates of food, you can start getting rid of sin in your life. There's some people in this room, you've been wanting to quit smoking for years. I've come to tell you, you're about to enter in a season. Amen. God's going to help you say no to those cigarettes. Jesus' name. Yeah, it's flesh. That's why you feel dead inside. It is not only the works of Satan, the spirit of this world, but it is your own flesh that you battle because your flesh is not immortal. Your flesh is one day going to die. And when your flesh takes over your being, that's why you feel dead. It is out of control flesh. And what we want to try to do 
is bring the flesh down and the spirit of God up. And fasting will do that for you. You push back a rack of ribs, you can start pushing back a pack of smokes. You push back a tomahawk rib, you can start pushing back the whiskey. Come on, somebody. You start pushing back the ice cream and pie and cake and all of those things, you can start pushing the immorality back in your life and have covenant eyes before the Lord and good thoughts. I've come to tell you you want to feel alive like never before. Get the sin out of your life and feel like a new man or a new woman in Christ. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Get rid of your sin and watch your life become amazing. You know, the Bible says that sin has its pleasures, but just for a moment. I don't know about you, but I would rather walk away from pleasure for a moment and have pleasures in the presence of the Lord through righteousness for all eternity. If I could tell it to you really plain today, I would rather live 30 years old and die saved than 300 years old and die lost. That's why we've got life. That's why we've got joy, because you and I, this world is not our home. It's just us passing through. But our real heaven is coming one day for all eternity. Oh, if you're excited about heaven, can you clap your hands under the Lord and praise the one who has saved us? Oh, he saved us. Mm. The way I see it, you can either be dead with the devil or alive in almighty God. Be dead with the devil, as the scripture said in the list we read. It is to be dead in sins and trespasses. To walk according to the course of this world and the prince and the power of the air. The spirit that now works in the sons of disobedience, conducted in lusts of the flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and who were by nature children of wrath. Those are the things that have led mankind to feel dead inside. But Satan has his way of making it look so good, so tempting. You know, there was a lot of nice goodies out there. And I literally saw somebody walk by and they didn't know I could hear. You want to know why I stand out there before church? I'm going to give you a little secret. Out there at our main entrance, there's a... Uh, Curved ceiling out there. I don't know what you call it, but if you stand in the right place, you can hear everything in that, in that narthex. I've heard conversations, oh, if I repeated it, you would be in trouble. Now I'm being, I'm kidding, sort of. But I saw somebody walk by and they said, not today, I'm on a diet. Got to the front doors, turned around and went and bought themselves something sweet. You know why? It's Sunday, splurge a little bit. You know why? It looks good, and it goes to a good cause. And that's the way this world is. Sin has displayed itself like a big old supermarket, and sin is on sale here. And the world's pleasure, there's a deal here, and there's a wholesale option here, and you can get it here and here and here everywhere. And that flesh wants it. But deep down inside, the Spirit is saying, tell yourself no. God wouldn't do it. Don't you do it. Mm. I talked to somebody on the phone this week, confessed all their faults to me. 
I had a brother up here a couple weeks ago and the altar confessed his sins to me pretty loudly and I'm like, brother, I know confess your faults that you may be healed, but just me, please. But I feel like so many of us feel like that you have to get good to get God. You should know by now, uh uh-uh. You get God to get good. And he's going to help you with it. Now, you think about this. Do you get cleaned up to take a bath or a shower? No, you get in the shower to get clean. And that's the way the church is, beginning from the baptism tank. And as it were, invisibly, these sprinkler heads up here, don't ever go off, please. But spiritually, invisibly, it is like a big shower, just It's like a big jacuzzi bathtub in here. And God is up there with the best soaps and the best shampoos and the best bubbles saying, you filthy person right here, let me clean you up. You person right here with struggles, let me clean you up. You over here that's battling it, let me clean you up. He wants to wash you in his blood. He wants to take the feelings of death out of your mind and heart and make you new. He wants to make you brand new so, so much that you never go back to it ever again. We are not the dead church, but we are the life church. And life more abundantly is here among us. And I'm preaching to somebody that has been desperate to feel alive because this world is vexing your soul. The devil himself is vexing your soul. Your own humanity, your flesh is vexing your soul. And I've come to tell you that God is alive and he wants to give you life so much that those things will never tear you apart or break you down again, but you can walk out of here with life like you have never had it, praise the Lord. And when you have this life, the Bible says in Ephesians 2 that we begin to sit together in heavenly places. And that's something. I see it on people. I love seeing newer disciples get baptized and get the Holy Ghost. And the thing that I love the most is all of a sudden they become uncomfortable in this world. You know why? Because your name's written in heaven. You know, we got our names written on the wor- in here in this world. Most of us carry around a driver's license, an ID, credit cards, debit cards, all of that. Fishing licenses, hunting licenses, all of those things, Right? You got your name written in this world. When you get baptized and filled with the Holy Ghost, your name is not just written in this world, but you've got citizenship now in heaven, license in heaven, credentials in heaven. And now this world, you realize that this isn't what I was looking for. This isn't what I was hoping for. But heaven itself is what was calling my name all along. You and I have been made to sit together in heavenly places. That's why this worship service is so powerful. Because you know what happens when we start to praise the Lord? You know what happens in here? The throne of God sets up a residence here. And it no longer becomes of the earth or just here in Kansas City. But we partner with something that's been going on a long time. And that is heaven itself, praise the Lord. And you read about heaven. There's elders up there that are clothed in linen robes and they wear a crown upon their head. The reason why is us sitting together in heavenly places, it is because God is going to make us all kings and priests with him. I get asked this question a lot. What are we going to do up in heaven? You know, fish and play golf? Probably. Are there going to be roller coaster rides? Maybe. I don't know. Are there going to be dogs? 
Well, I know there's white horses in heaven, book of Revelation, so that's going to happen. You want to know what heaven is going to be like, church? Study the life of how a king lived, and that's what it's going to be like. Study the life of a priest, and that is what it's going to be like. That's going to be a good life. Because down here, we are servants of sin. Down here, we are a fallen creature. But God wants to raise us up and give us life and make him like a ruler with him, serving in his temple someday, praise the Lord. And I feel the powers of heaven here today. And heaven is calling out to somebody who feels dead inside. He wants to bring you life back and your joy back in your spirit. John saw revelation or saw heaven in the book of Revelation. He said, I saw angels that had multiple wings and many faces. And anytime they cried out to the Lord, the elders, which is a picture of the church, the kings and priests falling down before the Lord. Have you ever seen that in church? Somebody runs down to the altar and they can't stand. They just fall down. You know what's going on? They're feeling the presence of heaven. Feeling the presence of the Lord. And what's going on there is life and purpose is coming back to them. Because in this world, when you have this world and you have become, as it were, a child of wrath or a son of the devil, he's going down and he's going to take you down with him. But if you have Christ, you're not going down. You are going up there one day with him. You can either be dead with the devil or alive with Christ. You can either be dead and buried with this world or have life forevermore with the church of the living God. And the good news about it is everybody in this room has the hope and the opportunity to come alive in Jesus Christ. Some of you may be worried about your sins, don't be. Because the blood of Jesus covers it all. You're worried about what this church may think, what God may think. You want to know a secret? Some people are so worried to come to the altar and pray because of what people may think. You want to know how this church thinks? You come to the altar, you're going to make us happier than you can imagine. <laughs> I promise you, you're going to have about 10 or 12 people around you praying for you. That's how happy we are. You want to grieve our souls? Walk out without running to God. Because we know what you just missed. We know what you just did not take advantage of. We know what you are walking out to. But this church has invited everybody to join us in this life that we have in Christ. To feel alive forevermore. So how about it? You tired of feeling dead? Tired of feeling like you have no purpose, tired of the fear, the depression, the anxiety. Why not give Jesus a chance? Why not give this church a chance? Because let me tell you, there's no life in drugs. There's no life in alcohol. There's no life in immorality. But there is life in having a sober mind. There is life on the path of righteousness. There is great joy in the commandments of the living God. And if you will just trust this Jesus and get into his presence, those desires are going to vanish. Those feelings will fall away. And you will find so much fulfillment in following this Lord, not only here and now, but all the way up into heaven. God wants to give you life. He wants to be the life 
That's what we are. We're the life church. Amen. Let's all stand in his presence. The word says God will show us what he's going to do in the ages to come. He will show us the exceeding riches of his grace and his kindness towards us in Christ Jesus. Ultimately, when we get to heaven, he is going to reward us there in the heavenly realm. You know what's going on? The Bible says judgment begins at the house of God. And in the last day when the Lord judges the church, he's not going to judge us because we're going to hell. He's going to judge us for why we made it to heaven. That is when the ultimate revelation of his mercy and grace is going to come about. You know what's going to happen? He's going to bring each of us before him. And he's going to say, I love you. And I've always loved you. You're going to become a king and priest with me. And I'm going to tell you why. And he's going to recall your life. He's going to say, when you were about six or seven years old, Maybe your mom and dad were fighting in the house, but there was Christian radio or Christian TV and you watched it and you believed in me in that moment and that set a good direction for you. But let me tell you when it really happened, when you got in the water and were baptized in Jesus' name, that's one of the big reasons why you're here. He's gonna recall the moment when you received the gift of the Holy Ghost. He's gonna recall the moments when you began to get rid of sin in your life and totally give your life a new makeover. You know what he's going to do? He's going to bring your Sunday school teacher out and say, because you believe the words of your teacher, you're coming to heaven. He's going to bring all the preachers out that you listen to. He's going to say, preachers, did you witness this person's repentance? And they're going to say yes. And he is going to reward you greatly. So much so when he puts that crown on your head and that beautiful garment on your body, you're going to say, I'm not worthy of this. You're going to even try to throw it back to God, but God is going to say, oh no, you're welcome in my presence. I want you to wear everything I give you, and that is the eternity that is coming for us. That's why we have life here today. Hallelujah. I love watching baptism. I love watching somebody go down in the water. You know what I like best of all when they come up out of it? You know why? Because there is not only a burial there, but it's like a brand new baby is born. The old you is buried in that water. And a new you comes out alive. I love hearing people talking in tongues. You know why? Because to be alive is to essentially to be able to speak. And when you begin to speak in that heavenly language, it's a sign that heaven is your home. And that is your citizenship, because if you can speak with the languages of heaven, you can live, amen, where those languages are spoken. That is why we dance. That is why we worship. That is why we run. I got to tell you, it was cute, but it was powerful the other Sunday when I saw two grade school boys running around this church in the presence of the Lord. You know why? They're hungry for life. Hungry for God. I saw the other Sunday a man who looked really rough. <laughs> Probably had a nice little toy there on his hip down here at the altar with boots on. All kinds of stuff going on in his life. But to see him blubbering like a baby and repenting of his sins and being filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost. Fighting life. Hallelujah. I've been seeing ladies deceived by this world. 
not wanting to trust anybody ever again, but coming down to this altar and letting go of all of that offense and all the people and men that have hurt them and have trusted in the man, Jesus Christ, and can weep in his presence and let God into their world and into their life and watching God bless them. You know what it is? It's life. And the Lord wants to purge out the feelings of death out of you today. If you're hungry for life today, come to the altar right now. Don't worry about what anybody thinks. You come up here, a lot of those feelings are going to vanish right now. It's going to set a direction for you right now. Amen. Won't you come forward for life today? Hallelujah. Won't you come forward if you feel like you're dead inside? If you feel like your life has no meaning, come forward today. The Lord wants to restore life to you. The Lord wants to give you a fresh vision today. Hallelujah. Come on. Come on, let the Lord clean up your mind today. Let the Lord purge your heart today. Let him anoint you with oil today. Let him wash away this world today. Hallelujah, won't you come in his presence right now? And if you feel the tears, don't hold them back. Let them go in the altar today. You feel the pull of the Holy Ghost today, let it pull on you, hallelujah. Let the Lord pull you wherever he wants to pull you. Let the Lord direct you wherever he wants to direct you here today, hallelujah. Come on, I'm fighting death right now. We're fighting against this world right now. Come on, speak against those feelings. Speak against the feelings of death right now. Come on, I feel it. I feel it, amen. You got a little bit of spit inside of you, amen. Come on, start going on the attack mode against it, hallelujah. Death, I come against you now. The feelings of loneliness, I come against you now. I come against my depression. I come against my anxieties. I come against my fear and worries. Hallelujah. My soul is alive in Jesus. That's how you do it. Hallelujah. Come on like David. Challenge that giant. It may feel or look bigger than you, but you got greater weapons than it. Hallelujah. Come on. Come on. Hallelujah. Come on. We're sitting in heaven today. Hallelujah. You're at the Lord's table today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Thank you for listening to this message. For more content, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at The Life Church KC. Reference the episode notes for more details.